Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Bad Apple, where we'll be talking about an art heist. I'm Helen, and I'm Riley. We're excited to tell you about this today. It's art. It's crime. It's art crime. Yep. And I've seen this painting in the flesh. Yeah. In the canvas. Yeah, on the wall、mm. in the gallery. Have you? I haven't. At the NGV. I've been to the NGV, which is the National Gallery of Victoria,、mm-hmm. here in Melbourne. I've been once. Twice.、Wow. I haven't been that many times. My God. I am not a patron of the arts, and I'm not. A, I'm not afraid to admit my flaws there. I wish I went more. You can just duck in. Yeah, you know? it's in the city. You can. You can just duck in. It's not a pastime of yours. I just don't like being alone with my thoughts, and the art. Huh. But maybe I should do it more this year. Yeah, I go alone all the time. You can find me there.、Mm. I'm bored. With a bit of time to kill, just go in the art gallery. And this painting is like permanently there. It's not like part of a rotating.、Mm. It's always on show. I'm pretty sure. For good reason, as we're going to find out today. Yeah. And to make it even more cool, it's a Picasso painting. Have I mentioned that yet? Picasso. Pablo Picasso. It's one of his works, right here in Melbourne. How exciting! You know, I always in my head, Picasso is like really old, but、mm. so much of his work was like not old. You know, it's like post-war. It's like the forties. Yeah. So in my head, it's like he was from like twelve hundred BC with Claude <laughs> Monet and the others. Those guys were like eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Anyway, see, in my head, all this art is just really old, but it actually isn't.、Mm. Well, I guess that's where I come into play because y'all, I have a BFA, a BFA, which stands for Bachelor of Fine Arts. Fine arts, honey. Farts. Farts. <laughs> well, tell us about the history. Tell us about the painting. Yeah, I'll let you know. Let's get started, shall we?、Mm-hmm. In 1937, Pablo Picasso painted one of his best-known and well-regarded anti-war paintings, Guernica, which depicted the bombing of Guernica in the Basque region of Spain by German and Italian forces during the Spanish Civil War. The painting, very long, very big, grey scale,、mm. a lot of things going on. Someone's on fire.、Mm-hmm. Um. There's a bull. There's a bull. Lot to look at. There's a lot of bald people. It's a cool painting.、Mm. After painting Guernica, Picasso created a series of paintings further exploring one of the figures from the painting, a weeping woman. Picasso did use models for his art, and the weeping woman was modeled off a lover called Dora Maar, who he painted a number of times. She got to be the weeping woman. Wonder if she cried a lot, <laughs> and that's why he was like, "I would paint Dora." Or was she? Asked to, you know, pose in a somber manner. Perform, maybe, maybe. <laughs> This is not strange. Picasso was very good at painting. Okay. Did you Google the original his like younger paintings? I did see some of his younger self portraits, like the oil paintings. Yeah, the very realistic ones. He's、mm-hmm. very well trained. Yeah, I don't think Picasso paintings are like strange or bad or whatever. I appreciate them. They're very artistic and very interpretive. And I like that. Yeah. Well, but it does. Sometimes I do wonder that it is just some shapes. I just think about that. Well, he pioneered this cubism movement, 
And if you think about it in context, no one was trying that shit until him. Right. So he didn't jump on a trend. Right. He invented it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Before that, it was all um, what he would have learned, that really realistic perspective following still life. And so he starts playing around. Mm. And then there's Cubism. Okay, okay. And then every other artist is like, that's kind of cool. Okay. And then we keep going from there. Yeah. And now we, and this is where we are now. Yeah. The definitive work of The Weeping Woman was painted on October 26th, 1937, and is predominantly bright primary colours of blues, reds, and yellows. However, a slightly earlier work in the series, which was painted on the 18th of October, is described as being, quote, an unsettling combination of acid greens and vibrant mauves exaggerated by thick black outlines. This is the one that the NGV has. We don't have the... We don't have the definitive work. We no. have one of the earlier... The sketch. Runs. <laughs> a draft. Is it? Is that what it is? A draft? Is that what they normally do? Since they've said it's a series, I wouldn't say it's a draft, mm-hmm. but I guess it could have been leading up to the definitive work. Yeah. Okay, right. Like, maybe how we you have... We won't call it a draft. Yeah, like a um single of an album. Mm-hmm. But everything else in the album still builds towards the album. Okay. But they make the single, they drop it earlier with the music video. Yeah. Okay. That's what I could maybe okay. like in this too. Yeah. So, yes, the NGV purchased this green edition of The Weeping Woman in December of 1985. At $1. $1.6 million, or $2.7 million in today's money, it was the most expensive purchase ever made by any Australian gallery. The painting was 55.2 by 46.2 centimetres. So it's like half a metre across each way, which actually isn't that big. Pretty small. At the time, gallery director Patrick McKackie said that, quote, this face is going to haunt Melbourne for the next 100 years. At the launch of the artwork, McKackie was beaming, proud of the gallery's most recent investment, saying, quote, we'd be terribly lucky if it went without any brouhaha. Which apparently just means, like, commotion. And excitement. (laughs) But it did bring a lot of that, with significant concerns actually being raised by the artistic community about the allocation of arts funding in Victoria. In 1985, the arts was allocated $92 million in the state budget, and $80 million of that went to large government institutions like the State Library, the Melbourne Museum, the Arts Centre, and the NGV. The 12 million left over went to art development projects, meaning very little actually ended up in the pockets of grassroots independent artists. Seeing $1.6 million spent on a single work caused some disruption within the art community, and as of 2016, the painting was valued in excess of $100 million. So, I guess it was a good investment. Yeah, at the time, they at- were like, what? For 1.6 for a sketch? And then, you know. Now they sell it, it's more money for the arts. It's more money than the entire arts budget in 1985. Yeah. Patience, my friend, for investments. (laughs) (laughs) On Saturday the 2nd of August, 1986, a group of thieves got access to the gallery and unscrewed the weeping woman from its wall mount, removed the mounted canvas from the frame, and left the gallery. Patrick McKackie says that the screwdriver needed to take the painting off the wall is not one which is available to the public. Okay, but anything's available to the public if you know where to look. Or you know the right person. Or you know the right person, exactly. Yeah. 
literally anyone who ins- who does installation work. Yeah. Unless it really is that special. Maybe. Of a screwdriver. Maybe it is. The thieves also managed to disarm the security wires which were attached to the painting. These two things definitely pointed to the fact that it wasn't taken by amateur thieves and was definitely a large part of the reason that gallery staff didn't notice the painting was missing until Monday the 4th of August, two days later. The thieves had left a calling card on the wall where the painting had been, saying that it had been removed for routine maintenance. The card was signed off by ACT, which staff assumed referred to the Australian Capital Territory, and that the painting had been taken to the National Gallery of Australia in Canberra. What ACT really meant was revealed the next day, in an open letter which was published in The Age on August 5th. A group calling themselves the Australian Cultural Terrorists addressed Arts Minister Race Matthews with two demands in exchange for the return of the painting. Firstly, a commitment to increasing the funding of the arts by 10% over the next three years, and appointing an independent committee to manage these funds and ensure they're available to artists. And secondly, five new annual prizes of $5,000 for painting open to artists under 30 years of age, and the establishment of a fund to ensure that the real value of the prizes is maintained each year. The prize was to be called the Picasso Ransom. What do you think about those demands? Pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. It's not just like, I want a helicopter. Yeah. Yeah, these are thought through... They all sound pretty good. They've got an agenda. Pretty good idea, you know? Mm. Objective of this situation. Yeah. They're all pretty good initiatives, I think. A bit tainted by the heist, (laughs) but... Yeah, maybe they went the wrong way about it. Yeah. Acknowledging that the arts minister was also the, quote, minister for plod, which I think they mean like minister for dawdling, minister for taking a long time, the group gave the minister a sporting seven days to try and have them arrested while he deliberated their requests and said that there would be no negotiation. This made the deadline 10pm on the 9th of August. The arts minister held a press conference soon after this letter was received, saying that he had no intention of caving to the financial demands of the group and announced that a $50,000 reward was on offer for information which would lead to the capture of the thieves. That sounds a little bit, um, convoluted. No, you can't have money for an arts prize. But but here's $50,000 for anyone that can catch these thieves. It's true. $50,000 would be two years of the annual prizes they demanded. Exactly. So, there you go. Race Matthews was reported as saying, quote, I can't imagine that anybody who had genuinely at heart the interests either of art or of art lovers could have perpetrated an action of this sort. Was he listening? <laughs> the demands are about artists. Clearly it's someone who gives two shits about art. I think he was trying to, like, neg them and be like, well, oh. you actually hate the arts. Well, it worked for me, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to be like, joke's on you, because you're the one ruining the arts for everyone. For director Makaki, his first priority was having the painting returned in its original condition, as the painting, the value of which had now risen to two million Australian dollars, wasn't insured. You might think, this is silly. But according to the arts minister, the price of insurance was prohibitive for major works of art and wasn't abnormal for galleries to not have their paintings insured. Prohibitive like? Like it would stop them from being able to get the painting if they had to pay for insurance. They wouldn't be able to afford it. Oh. But that's like... If you can't afford the insurance, maybe you just can't afford the painting. Oh, well, they didn't lose money on it, I guess. 
you know, came from the budget. <laughs> yeah. Came from, you know where it came from? Tax. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like they forked out their own money to buy it. So, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. It's a bit ballsy, but... And, like, you think for, like, yeah, the one and only Picasso they've ever gotten. Yeah. The most expensive thing they've ever bought. But, but it's about the fart. It's about the art, you know? Right. You can't... Insh- it's stolen. What is the money going to do? Yeah, Picasso that's ain't true. alive to paint another one. That's true. You can't get it back. Yeah. He's also been dead for, like, eight years at this point, might I add. Mm. Just to refresh how young he is. Yeah. <laughs> In history. <laughs> He's so recent. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon Arts Minister Race Matthew should have taken an empathetic approach. He's the Arts Minister. He was also the Police Minister, if that gives oh, you some more context. Fuck? Why? Often, members of Cabinet will have multiple portfolios. Oh, okay, so which one was he first? He was Don't both. Don't say it. You mean he ascended into both roles at the same time? Normally, yeah. That's what happens. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if he was originally... Police. The police minister and was like, I like art. He strikes me as a police guy, very punitive. <laughs> and then he was like, you know what, I love art. Yeah. Or either that or no one wanted art. And they were like, oh, you have it. <laughs> no one wanted the art the art folder. It sounds like if he'd just been like, you know what, as arts minister, because I guess they don't um, determine the budget, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. he would, unless he does determine the budget within the art sector. He would be the person that is like campaigning for the arts budget in the cabinet it's true but how they split up the budget yeah is up to him that's the treasurer the treasurer does that and he was not that but but does, wouldn't he run approval we'd be like yeah that sounds good he would probably yeah, yeah yeah but he could get like overruled oh yeah if they were just like if he was like i want 150 million yeah. the treasurer could just be like no oh yeah well then he yeah See, if he was empathetic, Mm. he was like, you're right. Mm. There isn't enough. I'll try my best. Please give it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He (laughs) could just lie. They lie all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Victoria Police searched the gallery a number of times, which included searching the art school while it was still attached to the NGV. Yeah, the VCA. The VCA, which may or may not have been where I went. (laughs) Maybe I attended there a few years ago. It's not connected anymore. Mm. It is very close, though. It's just across the block. Which is why I went to NGV all the time. Right. My, my neighbour at uni. They also searched a number of artists' private studios and even drained the moat outside the NGV. The moat is still there. Yeah. They drained that bad boy. Oh, disgusting. Yeah. Probably needed a drain anyway. Full of bird shit. <laughs> yeah. And, like... Leaves. Yeah. The only thing that was found was the painting's frame, which had been dumped on top of a cupboard in one of the halls of the gallery. As quickly as police swarmed the NGV to find the painting, theories began to develop about where the weeping woman might be. Initially, it was suspected that the crime might have been perpetrated by a gang of international art smugglers, and the possibility of an inside job was not considered. It was also hypothesized that this heist was the work of someone with an appreciation for art history and that the theft was an homage to the 1911 theft of the Mona Lisa from the Louvre. Louvre? I think it's just Louvre, yeah. Louvre. In which Picasso was a leading suspect. Yeah, they thought he stole the Mona Lisa. <laughs> Why? <laughs> they thought he stole the Mona Lisa 26 years before he painted the Guernica. Mm. So this was when, in 1911, he was like a little student boy. <laughs> he was like a little not a good artist yet. Oh. He was just like learning. 
Right. And they thought that him and one of his, like, little art friends mm. stole the Mona Lisa. Oh. But they didn't. Oh. <laughs> right, who did? But they were like, you know, this guy that paints in the squares, you know, Picasso, he's deviant. He stole the Mona Lisa. I don't Look know. Look at him, all cubist and exactly. stuff. Look at him. But I don't think they ever found out who it was. Just turned up again. Just, it, yeah, exactly. Oh, it just tends to do that or something. Yeah. Also, that was such a bold theory. They were like, yeah, oh, it's like when they stole the Mona Lisa from the Louvre. Girl, this is some draft Picasso from the NGV. <laughs> the Walmart version. It's not the Mona Lisa. <laughs> On the 8th of August, the day before the deadline, a generous offer was made from the engineering manufacturer McPherson's Limited a long-time Melbourne arts patron for two 5K prizes to be awarded in 1987 to artists under 30, which went some of the way to fulfilling the demands requested by the ACT, but I would say that goes none of the way. <laughs> yeah. It's two for one year. <laughs> yeah, but they can't exactly, um, they can't change the rules. They can't, McPherson's can't appoint the committee to I... manage the funds. <laughs> That's true. I appreciate the effort. You know who truly cares about art here? It's clearly McPherson. It's McPherson's. But if I was seeing it through the lens of the ACT, mm. I would not be happy. I'd be like, who the hell? 10K. They're giving us 10K. Yeah. We said five prizes annually for the rest of time. Mm. But after announcing this, Makaki noted that he would be sitting by the phone awaiting a call from ACT about the painting. The gallery itself had been closed since Tuesday the 5th of August after 70 gallery attendants went on strike after increased security measures meant that they could no longer sit down during their shifts. They couldn't sit down because they took all the chairs away. As part of the security measure? Yeah. How is that related? <laughs> I'm not sure if they took the chairs away because the chairs were a security problem or because the guards <laughs> sitting on them was the security problem. <laughs> Probably because the chairs were security problems. What, suddenly they thought someone was going to come in and, like, start attacking people with the chairs? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it was to get everyone off their asses. <laughs> Maybe. It's a gallery, you know? You're meant to walk around. <laughs> so the staff in the workers' union had been meeting with gallery management during the week, but they were unable to come to an agreement about the chair situation. The union said that until this difference could be ironed out, they wouldn't be considering an agreement, but talks would be continuing. Gallery attendants returned to work on Friday the 8th of August after being promised a working party on security measures. That just means, um, like, they get to have a say. Right. They get a seat at the table for the security. And when 15 of the 20 chairs were returned to the gallery floor. Yes, a win. They can get the chairs. Right. They literally just wanted to sit down. That's all they wanted. 20 chairs isn't a lot of chairs. It's just for the attendants to sit on. Yeah. Yeah. But there are so many rooms in the... But maybe in the 80s. I think there was less rooms. Different floor plan. Yeah. yeah. However, relations between new security staff and the gallery attendants were strained, and a rift had formed between the parties, which union officials predicted would take a long time to heal. But they didn't... The attendants just straight up... Let the painting get stolen. <laughs> Maybe if they'd done their job and watched the Picasso for one minute. And then looked at it once in the next two days. Exactly. And been like, oh, that's weird. And, Wasn't there a painting there? And said one thing about this weird card on the wall. Yeah. Maybe they wouldn't have got their chairs taken away, huh? They, 
You could have kept your chairs. Maybe it passed because it looked like art. The, the card. Right, the card. Know? Whoa. Maybe this whole thing was just art. Maybe the whole thing was a commentary. An installation. But a, a de-installation. <laughs> a performative piece. <laughs> That's funny now, because I feel like the only people in the NGV are security guards. I couldn't even tell you what an NGV attendant looks like. I think you only ever see them like doing the tours or whatever. Right. Yeah. In a second letter, the ACT addressed the arts minister, reminding him that if their demands were not met, he would, quote, begin the long process of carrying about you the smell of kerosene and burning canvas. How dramatic. So poetic. <laughs> they are artists. <laughs> Deuces. I have no comment on that. In response to this, Matthews faced press to send a message to ACT, saying that police will, quote, hunt them down, and that their offences carry sentences of up to 10 years' imprisonment. Mikaki told reporters that the letter was sent just before the two 5K prizes were announced, the day before, and that he hoped that they would at least reconsider. He said that he would be continuing his vigil by the phone tonight, waiting for contact from ACT. Mikaki must be the biggest victim of this story. Yeah. He's just, he just wants his painting back. He just wants his painting back. Yeah. And he has no say on the budget, you know? There's such an Australian thing about, like, we can't have anything nice here. Yeah, apparently. We can't have anything nice. Like, this got <laughs> stolen. When we tried to, when Uber tried to make those bikes, and you could ride the bikes with those yellow bikes, whatever, yeah, yeah. you could just hire a bike to ride. No, can't have anything nice. They just ended up in trees, in the river, anywhere. Anything that is not tied down is taken here. I don't know what it is. We just have such an, maybe because we're all, I don't know. Mm. A lot of us are descended from convicts. We just have very sticky fingers. We're always trying to steal shit. Do you think? Maybe. I have noticed that, yes. Not a lot of nice things here. No, because they all get stolen. Even at, like, cafes, all the chairs and tables are bolted into the ground so they can't get stolen. It's just crime central here. But it's not crime. It's just taking something. It's, like, reckless. I know it's illegal, but it's not a crime. It's just... It's funny. It's just banter. It's like when I came to college here and, like, the boys would just bring home, like, traffic cones from a night out. Or, like, stuff from, like, a road site, a road work site. Signs and shit. Why? Anyway, we'll take anything we can get our hands on. The deadline came and went, and with no word from ACT on the painting, police continued their investigation after a fresh lead was established on the 11th of August. A woman came forward to police and revealed that she'd seen five people acting suspiciously in the costume exhibition in the gallery shortly after the painting went missing. Identikit photos were published by police of three key suspects seen by the woman, who said they looked at her intently but didn't say anything before walking briskly past her. Police also conducted another search of the gallery, hoping that the painting had potentially been hidden, but nothing new was found. I'm surprised there wasn't at least one security camera at the entrance or exit of the gallery. Mm. You know, even Whitley College, our college, had a security camera at the entrance. Yeah. But it was this year, and this was the um, this was in the 80s. Yeah. Or even on the Picasso, yeah, just their one. $2 million painting. They couldn't, like... They could have just put a little... Yeah. Anyway. The following day, on the 12th of August, the South Australian Special Crimes Squad, 
were called to the Adelaide Experimental Art Foundation at the request of the Victorian Major Crimes Squad to assess 19 weeping women to see if any were the Picasso original. What, they just found 19 weeping women lying around? Yep, at the Adelaide Experimental Art Foundation. A brief inspection proved that the Picasso wasn't there, and it was soon established that the works had all been painted by young Adelaide artists hoping to draw more attention to the issues raised by the ACT, particularly in relation to the amount of money spent on foreign art rather than developing art in Australia. Damn. They saw their shot and they took it. Fair enough. Yeah. There still isn't enough money to (laughs) Australian artists. Thank you very much. And I can say that. I'm not even from here. I'm not invested. I love the roast, though. A brief inspection. Yeah. He looked at it. He was like, that's not That's not Picasso. (laughs) That is not him, girl. To be fair, some of them were pretty, like, kitsch. They were almost like parodies of Picasso's. Like, one of them had a big bow tie, like what McCackie would wear. Yes, yes. Yeah. At 8pm on the 19th of August, 10 days after the original deadline set by ACT, Melbourne newspaper The Age received a phone call from a man claiming to be speaking on behalf of the ACT. To prove it, he quoted an unpublished number which had appeared on the second letter. He said, quote, The painting is returned. It's in locker 227 at Spencer Street, the man said. When asked who he was, the man just said, The Australian cultural terrorists. You remember us? Ta-ta. And hung up. Ta-ta. Amazing. <laughs> the age then called the police and Makaki before reporters rushed to Spencer Street Station, now known as Southern Cross. I don't know why they ever changed the name. Because it's on Spencer Street and it still is on Spencer Street. Anyway. <laughs> when Makaki arrived at the station, he was waiting anxiously outside the locker saying, quote, I wonder if she's in there. I wonder. I can't hear her or anything. <laughs> Hilarious. He's funny, isn't he? Oh. What a joker. (laughs) A woman who recognised his bow tie called out, Have you found it yet? He replied, Oh, I hope so. It took an hour for forensic specialists to retrieve the painting, but the locker was opened by a master key at around 9pm, and a parcel wrapped in brown paper, tied neatly with string, was removed by forensic scientists and taken to the NGV for authentication by Chief Conservator Tom Dixon. The locker was then dusted for fingerprints. You mean to say Chief Conservator Tom Dixon wasn't there on the scene? He was at the NGV. He was polishing his little magnifying glass, ready to <laughs> ready to prove that it was the Picasso. Dead. It was tied neatly with string. That's something an artist would do. I mean, yeah, you're They're right. not just wrapping it willy-nilly. They tied it up. At 11pm, it was confirmed by Makaki that the painting was the original Picasso, which had gone missing 17 days earlier. He said it was undamaged, still in the canvas stretcher. Thankfully, it hadn't been rolled up, which would have risked more damage. Makaki says, quote, It appears to have been returned exactly intact. They are professional thieves, so they are professional rappers too. Come on, he's kind of funny. <laughs> I guess so. He's hilarious. <laughs> Seemingly unaware of how lucky it was to have the painting returned, Makaki was back to his usual jovial self, saying he was planning a few glasses of champagne that night, and when asked if the theft had taken any gloss off the NGV's budget, his potentially tone-deaf reply was, is there any gloss to be taken off? So he's learnt nothing from his painting being stolen and all this attention being drawn to his huge budget. Mm. 
Makaki said that the painting was going to be bolted to the wall and placed behind glass, and that if the thieves, quote, wanted to take the painting next time, they would have to take the entire air conditioning duct. <laughs> take the whole wall. He's kind of like the um, villain in the story, in a way, like the comedy villain. Yeah. Because he's the director of the NGV who has the huge budget. You're right. And now that he's gone the back, he's like, ha ha, yeah, try again. Exactly. Young <laughs> artist. I dare you. <laughs> exactly. He's like got like a um, tux on with the tails and he's like, mm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> a third letter from the ACT was contained within the package, which the police described as threatening. Makaki said that he never read it and never plans on reading it unless the police ask. A small snippet was published in The Age, which read, quote, Of course we never looked to have our demands met. Our intention was always to bring to public attention the plight of a group which lacks any of the legitimate means of blackmailing governments. Hmm. Hmm. Lacks any legitimate means. Of blackmailing governments. Is there any legitimate means to blackmail someone? Blackmailing is inherently illegitimate. <laughs> what are they trying to say here? I think they're trying to say that they never wanted to have their demands met. They just wanted people to think about how they're, they're helpless and they need more money and they need the arts needs more money, but they don't have any legitimate means of blackmailing the government. That's why they had to break the law and steal the painting. They didn't wow. have any power. They didn't have any bargaining power. Yeah. They didn't have a seat at the table. Mm. So they had to act out and steal the painting. Mm. Arts Minister Race Matthews reaffirmed his commitment to catching the thieves, saying that the reward for information leading to a capture still stands. He says that the thieves don't realise the harm they've caused, as money which had been allocated to the arts now needs to be spent on gallery security. Nah, that's fine, hey? Sounds like the gallery security was shit. Yeah. Shit show. It was. Or it was just non-existent. These days, like, at the gallery, if you wonder, like... (laughs) If you're within, like, a metre of the art, they're like, don't touch! (laughs) So, good. Yeah. (laughs) They needed something to happen. But yeah, no, I get what he's saying. The only real clue that came from the discovery of the painting was what wasn't found. When the painting was stolen from the NGV, there was a clear plastic bag attached to the backing board, which held labels detailing the painting's exhibition history and provenance. What, like, who owned it? Yeah. Is that the meaning of provenance? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to know. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was an art word. Oh, I thought it was a, you know, big word, which you know, you know about those, you know, big words. <laughs> I think it means, like, legitimacy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Let me find out. Provenance. Oh. Oh, it's- oh ownership. Oh. Okay, yeah. <gasps> wow, nice. She knows. I told you. I just Googled it, and it does mean ownership. So, um... You were right. Yeah, You do know the big words. (laughs) When the painting was retrieved from the locker, the backing board and the labels were no longer attached. The gallery did have a photocopy of the labels, so it didn't affect the artwork's provenance. Very important stuff, you know? Mm. Who owns this? Mm. Not Picasso, he's dead. (laughs) But they could be crucial to solving the mystery of who took the painting. Thomas Dixon... From earlier. Our conservator. Who was working overtime, by the way, because it was 11 p.m. Yeah. When they confer- yeah they that's double time in. and a half. Yeah. <laughs> he said that, quote, we have a photocopy of these labels should they be recovered to prove they came from this picture. Presumably, these are still with the thieves. 
I'm holding out hope that someone will come forward and say it was me. The investigation continued after the weeping woman was recovered, with police pursuing a lead about two women who were seen at Spencer Street Station at 10am on the morning the painting was retrieved. A passenger recalls seeing two women aged between 30 to 40 with the same coloured hair, one around 170 centimetres. The woman had been carrying a similar brown paper parcel and had been discussing getting a locker at the station. These women have never been identified, but it did provide insight into the demographic of the group as it had been a man making all the phone calls to reporters. So we've got everyone involved. I mean, could have been a man in disguise. Or just a man who likes wearing women's clothes. Mm, or just a uh, very androgynous character. person. Especially for this time period and um, group of people. Mm. I wouldn't put that past. Mm. And I love how they say, like, it's similar to the one, like... Um, in the locker, there's only one way a 50 centimeter by 50 centimeter painting wrapped in brown canvas can look. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see people carrying yeah. that down the street. That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've really ever seen someone carrying something like that. Yeah. It's not like a, it was a, uh, they had a bag, they had a duffel bag. Yeah. It was, they had the brown paper thing. It was in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Neil Holland, a former Victoria Police forensic scientist, examined the letters and the painting after it was returned. From his analysis of the font, the ribbon, and paper, he determined that they had come from the same source. Further, while he analysed the painting and the brown paper packaging, and knows that DNA was recovered, he is unsure as to whether police would follow up on this using modern forensic technology at the time. In the 80s? You know? Fingerprinting? Is that what he's saying? No, he's saying that he doesn't know... This was like a recent interview. Oh. He's saying like he doesn't know whether the police would use today's technology on that DNA that they have. Oh. Yeah. He said, quote, I'm certain you would have DNA, but with the use of that technology, you don't use it on every case. Probably these days, someone would have to make a decision that this case is important enough to warrant that step of looking at the DNA. Ugh, probably not life or death, is it? Probably not. There's probably more important things we should be using our DNA on. (laughs) Five detectives remained committed to the case, and on the 22nd of August 1986, just after the painting was recovered, there was a raid on an art studio in the city where police seized several items and warned of more raids. But further raids never came, and on the 11th of January 1989, the age reported that the case had been closed, and no further investigations would be made into the theft unless solid evidence was presented to them. On the 2nd of August 1996, 10 years on from the theft, Victoria Police announced that the 50k reward for information still stands. Yeah, they kept it there for 10 years. It's not there now. Right. Oh, but we're just on the brink of solving this. Damn. (laughs) There have been many theories which have circulated about who might have taken the Picasso, and director Patrick McKackie and conservator Tom Dixon have shared their opinions on what they think. Makaki believes that there is some likelihood of internal assistance in stealing the weeping woman. He says that they knew how to use a registrar's card, which allowed them to move through the building, so that it wasn't missed and wasn't immediately reported as missing, and that the use of ambiguous initials, ACT, which could have meant Australian Capital Territory, as well as the technical prowess required to seamlessly get the painting off the wall, indicates that this was an inside job. While it wasn't the most likely theory... Tom Dixon told the Sydney Morning Herald that police had investigated a theory which involved three staff members involved in a love triangle, 
Police showed Mr. Dixon a letter written by one of his staff members, which he described as being, quote, a pretty out there letter, a lot of sexual innuendo and personal accusations. And the police said that this person could have stolen the Picasso in a jealous rage. Against who? The other person at the gallery? I know, but channel through stealing a Picasso painting? I don't know, maybe... For what reason? Well, we don't know who the three people were in the love triangle. What? Hmm? Picasso's ghost. <laughs> what if it was Makaki? Oh. And he stole his Picasso. T. That would be how I would get Makaki back. Mm. On top of these theories, freelance arts journalist Ashley Crawford thinks he has solved the mystery. When asked in 2016 who took the Picasso, he said, quote, He is a really lovely guy, top-notch guy. He would immediately lose his job, and there are still criminal proceedings out. He says that the thief actually spent the night in the gallery with the painting after finding that the back door to the Victorian College of the Arts had been locked. Okay, but if you got the... Picasso off the wall, you stole a Picasso, can you not pick a lock? Especially the lock to VCA, you know? V- is VCA ever Probably locked? Probably a bolt lock or something. Like, it's not it's nothing high-tech. It's I'd just be, a zip tie they cut off every morning. I'd be surprised if, like, that was the most high-tech lock in all of NGV. It's the one to the school out the back. Who knows? Crawford said the thief was currently involved in the arts sector, but that's as much as he could give away. He said the Picasso was always in good hands. Quote, he knew how to handle art, so there was never any chance of it being damaged. In good hands, huh? Mmm. Whose hands? Mm. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? I would. I think, this is just me, I think that Makaki was behind it the whole time, and he just wanted to like drum up some more publicity for the Picasso. Checks out. Don't you think? It was like almost a year after they'd bought it. Maybe people didn't really... No one was coming to the gallery for the Picasso. So he was like, oh, I need to make this Picasso a bit bigger of a deal. It was losing its luster and he was desperate. Although if it was an inside job, why did it take them two days to say something about it? Because he told them to shh. But how would that work, you know? I don't know. No gallery staff were ever questioned in relation to the theft. True. So maybe... I don't know. Does that mean something? How long had the Picasso been sitting there before it was taken? It got acquired in December 85 and taken in August 86, so like eight months. Right. Yeah, that is strange. Mm. Also, the VCA was never thoroughly looked into, despite them keeping their own hours and having their own keys to the door that adjoined with the gallery. That could almost be a way for them to get in and out without setting off any alarms. Mm. You're onto something, Helen. Oh my gosh, that is weird. Yeah. And like... The VCA kids. You think like young artists Mm. wanting change in the arts sector who would do stuff like the students? Mm Mm-hmm. How wild. Mm. I'd buy your inside job theory. You like it? This investigation... Either that or the investigation sucked, Mm. right? Because it was gone for 19 days. And what did they do? They vetted 19 copycat paintings. Yeah. <laughs> and looked around the gallery. Yeah. Like, who, what else did they They raided an art They drained studio. the moat. <laughs> Those are all one-day tasks yeah. at most. Maybe yeah. an afternoon. Yeah. But maybe they just didn't care. <laughs> the police. Yeah. Yeah. 
Doesn't sound like they did. I don't know if they did. There's like some footage. There's a lot of footage from this, by the way. So you can go and um, you can go look it up if you just Google the weeping woman Mm. uh, NGV and you'll be able to find all the footage. But there's footage of these police officers and they're just like, it really does. I don't know if they were doing it for the camera so it looks like they were kind of half-arsing, but they're just like picking random things up and looking under it. Or, like, looking in little cupboards, like... Dead. (laughs) Deceased. And it was back when, like, the police uniforms were a lot more, like, European-looking. Like, they still had, like, dumb hats (laughs) and, like, like little badges and stuff. Yeah, right. It definitely seems like not that big of a deal anymore in the NGV. It doesn't have its own wall. It's not behind a pane of glass. Mm. Oh, it's not behind a pane of glass. No, he was just being... It's just being dramatic. I think it was for a little bit. Oh. Yeah, I have seen a picture of it behind a pane of glass. Right. But maybe they've stopped being so dramatic now. <laughs> they were like, no one wants this. Well, they should be more dramatic because now it's worth so much. It's worth, what, 200, $100 million? $100 million. That's a lot of money. I wonder what the most expensive painting in the NGV is now. Well, I'm glad the weeping woman returned <laughs> to the NGV. Yeah, me too. And I'm glad she's back. I guess her she's going she's gonna to be there for ages now. Yeah, she will indeed haunt Melbourne for Unless the next hundred years. We sell her. Maybe we'll get rid of her. Maybe it's um I wonder if it's a good time to let the investment mm. come to come full circle. Mm. I don't know if we could get rid of it these days. Well it doesn't have any labels on it, does it? <laughs> yeah. Where <laughs> Who did knows? Go? <laughs> yeah, that's true. It took nineteen days for Makaki to knock one up in the yeah. bathroom and put it back on the display. Yeah. Interlude. Helen just made me watch some videos of Picasso painting, and um, he just does it. I know, that kind of, the confidence, mm. the urge, you know? Mm. Everyone loses that when they grow up. That's They're true. Like, I can't draw, I can't it draw. Has to be everyone perfect. could, and everyone can. Anyone can cook. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow, I need to go break it, bust out the watercolours. Yeah, there you go. You should. Yeah. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this <laughs> week's case. Yeah. It was a bit of a, it's a bit of a unique one, huh? It's a bit left of center. Yeah, I wish there were more, but since this was the most expensive um, painting that Australia has attained, we—that's it, really. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll find something else. Possibly, but go have a look. Go have a look online if you can't go to the NGV. Mm, if you can go to the NGV. Go check her out. Go check it out. She's been on a journey. She has. She's just in the corner somewhere now. Yeah, it's not that significant, actually. I went to the NGV on a date a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and I had a look at it. Yeah. Did you know you were we were going to do it? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was, I was this, with this guy, and I was like looking at it, and I was like, ah, oh, you know this was stolen, I think. And he was like, oh, really? And that's when I knew. <laughs> That's when you knew. That would be the final you just, date. You were like, um, I think, sorry, I think my tram's coming. And when you don't appreciate art. <laughs> you don't appreciate theft. <laughs> the theft of this piece. Oh, yeah. Anyway. That's my personal story. Yeah. The weeping woman has made me realize this. Mm. Maybe she can help you realize something. Yeah. Right. Well. We will see you next week. And Mr. Art Heist person. Yeah. Or Mrs.? Or miss, or no title. If you're listening, mm. very impressive. <laughs> yeah, that's all I have to say. And take that shit to the grave. Yeah.
It's fun being a mystery. Yeah. Good statement. One of the best statements, I reckon. Yeah. Sweet. Well. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>